Montez Sweat is not an elite pass rusher, but he's very good at what he does and well worth the risk for the Chicago Bears to give up another early second round pick at the NFL trade deadline. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On the show today, we react to the Bears trading for Washington Commanders defensive end Montez Sweat. We'll look at why this deal makes sense for the Chicago Bears, why it's not a slam dunk, but a very worthwhile investment and risk for Ryan Poles, why they pulled the trigger on this trade now and how it shapes not only the next couple months, but the next couple years, perhaps, of this Chicago Bears defense. Then we will talk to David Harrison from Locked On Commanders about Montez Sweat, what he was like in Washington, what we should expect from Sweat, and why a team like the Commanders was willing to do this deal with the Bears. And then we'll wrap up come back and talk about the Bears not trading Jalen Johnson, the decision to hold on to their cornerback after he requested a trade but was not dealt at the deadline. But we got to start with the Montez Sweat acquisition because this is a big deal. And we weren't sure how active the Chicago Bears would be at the deadline. And for back-to-back seasons now, they trade their second-round pick to another team for a young player towards the end of their contract that you feel like and you hope can be even better in Chicago, perhaps, than they were on their previous team. But a lot of a lot of key differences between the Chase Claypool trade and the Montez Sweat trade and why this one feels a lot better and makes, I don't want to say makes a lot more sense, because I think the Claypool trade made sense at the time, but was a lot riskier. And the Montez Sweat trade is a lot less risky. The risk here, of course, is that you do need to sign him to a long-term contract extension. But you do not trade your high second round pick to the Washington Commanders without a certain level of confidence that you're going to be able to sign him to a long-term contract extension sooner rather than later. You do have the franchise tag in your back pocket as well as an option, but that also might be an option for Jalen Johnson, who you didn't end up trading. So ideally, you sign one, if not both of them, to long-term deals ahead of time and have the franchise tag available for the other or neither. But for Sweat, like Montez Sweat is a proven player in the NFL. We've seen him be a consistent pass rusher over the course of multiple seasons. We know what he is in the NFL. He is not the high-end 1A elite edge rushers, right? He's never been a 10-sack guy, but he has been a 9-sack guy, an 8-sack guy, and a 7-sack guy. And this season, he's already has 6.5 halfway through the season. He's on pace to break 10 sacks this season for the first time in his career. Swite is not a you know, a complete total like Khalil Mack level game changer. But to get a Khalil Mack level game changer, you give up multiple first round picks. For Sweat, you're giving up a second round pick. And so that's sort of the 
the step down in what you're getting as well, which is still a very good player. It's like not a pro bowler, but a very good bowler. You know what I mean? Like a guy who's just going to be really solid for you down in and down out, the kind of players that are really hard to get. And if you want to see visually what I'm talking about here, I put together an all 22 video breakdown of some of Montez Sweat's film so you can see where he wins as a pass rusher, what kind of skill set he has, what kind of counter moves he has, but also how well he plays the run. And that all 22 video breakdown, it's only available for members of the Lockdown Bears Insiders group on subtext. It's an extra thing beyond just the podcast for the real diehard Locked On Bears listeners. It's $4.99 a month, but it gives you access to exclusive video breakdowns like this new one on Montez Sweat, but also exclusive data and charting on the Bears quarterbacks, the Bears coverages on defense. Plus, it's also a direct text line to me. So you can ask questions about the podcast. We can chat during the game and give you exclusive updates and behind the scenes information and so much more. All these goodies for just $4.99 a month. So if you want to watch the Montez Sweat All-22 video or catch up on some of the other Locked On Bears insiders exclusives, go to the website joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Bears. And you can find a link to that here in the description of the podcast. But you'll see for yourself why Montez Sweat is a valuable player, even if he's not like elite of the elite. And he's the kind of player that's hard to find, right? That's what the math comes down to for me is like, okay, well, why would the Bears give up a second round pick for Montez Sweat when they could just sign one in free agency or get one in the draft? Well, the math isn't always that simple. A lot of the, first of all, the upcoming free agent draft class isn't particularly strong as it sits right now. And many of the best players will still re-sign and not hit free agency. So you're going to be looking at not a, I don't think it's going to be a great free agent draft, a free agent class of edge rushers. And generally edge rushers that hit free agency don't tend to be very good anyway. You don't tend to see teams be super successful signing free agents and building a team that way. The really good ones don't make it to free agency. They get traded. So that's where someone like Sweat comes into there. So I don't think the Bears are going to get a better defensive end on the free agent market than Montez Sweat. And you look ahead to the NFL draft. A high second round pick is, is a steep price to pay. But if you look at this draft class, there are plenty of edge rushers in it, but there's no edge rusher at the very top. You know, the Aiden Hutchinson first overall pick, I guess he was second overall pick, but you know, that like that top of the class, got to have him pick him in the top five type edge rusher. It's not top heavy, but it's a little bit deep. And so there's likely not an edge rusher that the Bears are looking at with either of their two early first round picks. And so the first time you'd take an edge rusher, would be in the second round with your second round pick. And you have to you have to ask yourself, would you rather have Montez Sweat or use that second round pick on a rookie edge rusher? The rookie edge rusher would cost you less salary cap space, but there's no guarantee that that player you pick in the second round is going to be any good, let alone as good as Montez Sweat. It's like the, the scene from Family Guy with the mystery box and the boat, and the, Peter can either get a boat or a mystery box, and he says, Lois, a boat's a boat, but a mystery box could be anything. It could be a boat. You know how much you wanted one of those. Like Montez Sweat is the boat here. Like Montez Sweat is what you would want with that second round pick that you traded. So don't make this more complicated than it needs to. Use that second round pick on the sure thing of Montez Sweat. This is not Claypool where your fingers crossed, hoping he can be good, hoping he can be better, hoping he can get back to doing something he did before. Like Sweat is already it. So don't sweat it. Take the easy option here for someone that upgrades one of the weakest positions on your roster at a premium position in the team building process. I, I'd say no, no worries. Like 
Sure. Is it ideal? No, but the Bears are in a position where this makes a lot of sense for them. And I think it's a good, good process behind the trade here and not like a ridiculous overspend or a terrible desperation move. Like it, it works. It gets the job done. It's nothing, nothing to sweat. That's for sure. But let's get, let's get perspective here from someone even a little closer to the story here. Coming up, we're going to talk to the host of the Lockdown Commanders podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, David Harrison, who's been in the locker room. You know, he interviews Montez Sweat. He's met Montez Sweat. He knows the ins and outs of the Chase Young situation as well, which is the other side of this. Bears made the right move not trading for Chase Young. We'll have to talk about that at some point. But David's got some good analysis here of what Montez Sweat brings to the Bears and why the commanders were willing to get rid of him next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. And this season, eBay Motors is teaming up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy football picks each week all season long. Whether you're doing daily fantasy sports or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny's picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Cleveland Browns running back Kareem Hunt has come back to the team and been leaned on again with Nick Chubb injured for the long term. The Browns need to win with the running game and, and their defense now with quarterback issues and they just traded one of their wide receivers. And Hunt draws a fantastic matchup to run well in week nine. The Browns are at home against the Arizona Cardinals wilting defense and they should be in either a positive or even game script to make sure they can stick with running Hunt. Hunt has a good chance to put together a big game leading the Cleveland committee. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is here to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same thing is true for your vehicle. They have over 122 million parts available for your vehicle to make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Whether it's brake kits, LED headlights, rack, right, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. Last time, last week I told you the story, like my, my car's fuel pump assembly went out and I paid a pretty penny for my local mechanic to fix it, but I found the exact same part for my make and model vehicle on eBay Motors for about $100. I paid $700 to get it fixed. Could have done it myself if I just got the part from eBay Motors. So don't make the same mistake I make. Go to eBay Motors and get eBay's guaranteed fit so it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Keep your vehicle running smoothly at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we're joined now by David Harrison, host of Locked On Commanders, to talk about this big Montez sweat trade. David, I guess start start from here. Can you give us a perspective from the commander's side? Like, why did they uh, trade away a good young pass rusher like Montez Sweat? What's what's in it for you guys besides obviously a high second round pick? Yeah, you know, I think when you're when you're looking at the future, right, you have to NFL teams have to manage a lot of things. First, you got to manage talent, you got to manage personality, you got to manage capital and capital is really I think where this comes down to because you're talking money and you're talking draft picks. Draft picks obviously typically relate to your future, money relates to your now. And if you're the Washington Commanders, you know, this season was kind of always viewed as a, as a make or break season for especially for the staff, Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew and everybody else that comes attached to them and it was 
you know, the, the minimum standard that I put on it was you have to earn a playoff spot, not stumble into the playoffs, not have the Detroit Lions lose in week 18 and you get a, or week 17 and you get a, you get a playoff spot because of that loss and all that stuff. Like you have to go earn a playoff spot. Well, now, I mean, you look at the situation they're in after losing the Philadelphia Eagles, it's very likely that let's say the commanders do make the postseason, it's going to take, you know, like two or three weeks of, okay, well, if this team loses or ties, this team loses or ties, we win, da 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 then you get into the playoffs. And that's really not a confidence builder for a new ownership group, right? So moving forward, you don't have a limited amount of money because, I mean, the commanders are, are estimated to have over $80 million in cap space next offseason. But are you really going to pay everybody? The bottom line is no. So if you already know you're not going to pay everybody. The the next task is figuring out who is least likely to get paid by you. And now the question is, do we wait for a 2025 compensatory pick or do we want that 2024 right now pick? And the Washington Commanders obviously opting to go with the 2024 right now pick because that gives you the opportunity to build faster. Plus, you're not getting second round compensatory picks for anybody. So getting a second round pick is much better than any compensatory pick you would have gotten. Plus, it's a year earlier. Yeah, and I suppose coming from a Chicago Bears second-round pick compared to some other team's second-round pick, you're looking at what's likely going to be one of the first five picks in that second round, if not one of the first two or three picks in that second round, which is pretty close to a first-round pick you're getting in exchange for a guy you drafted in the first round, got five good years out of, and then got essentially pretty darn close to the same competition. But he was the 26th overall pick, so if this is... The 36th pick, for example, even, you know, four or five picks into the draft. And that's basically trading down 10 slots and having gotten five years of Montez. What seems like a pretty good return on investment for for Washington. Uh, For Chicago, can you give us sort of an overview scouting report of Montez? I mean, I think we've seen him be a consistent pass rusher, but he's never been, you know, the the, the threshold, you know, the 10 sack guy. But it seems like a guy who's been consistent enough to be maybe maybe more valuable than than just like what his peak might be in those in those years. Yeah, I think I think the thing with Montes, what you have to understand is that you've you I think he's basically reached his ceiling, right? So like I know you're gonna go back and you're gonna now study more Washington games. I know Bears fans all love watching this the commanders game this year, but now you're gonna go back and watch that with different eyes on it, right? Like he's he's a good solid pass rusher at this stage in his career and, and you know never say never a guy meets a different coach or different scheme and, and it sparks growth and and i certainly hope it for montez because montez sweat as a human being is a very uh, very good humble you know human being but i think he's kind of reached the ceiling of who he's going to be and that's not necessarily a bad thing but what it means is if he's going to be your aiden hutchinson i think you're going to have some problems he's going to need a running mate he's going to need another player opposite of him uh, to help. And, 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 you know, he's benefited from Deron Payne and, and Jonathan Allen in the middle as well. I think the most frustrating thing with a guy like Montez Sweat is sometimes you don't see him pull out that counter move, that second move uh, as quickly as you would want him to. If his first move fails, a lot of times that's kind of it for that rep. But to that end, it's not because he stops trying. It's just kind of because he doesn't always pull out that counter. And that's where I think the really, the, if you're going to spark growth out of Montez Sweat, it's getting him to understand, okay, you made your first move, your first move doesn't work. Why didn't it work in the moment? And how do you counter why it didn't work in the moment to get yourself free? And that'll help him close uh, a lot faster because Montez has always been known as a pressure guy. He gets a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. The question coming into this season is, can he close more consistently and become a double-digit sack guy? And on he's on pace to do that this season. And certainly, I think he's made some growth in that area this year. So now it's going to be on the Chicago Bears staff to unlock that even more uh, as they look to develop him uh, moving forward. 
Do you think that's why they didn't choose to pay him? I mean, you talked about earlier, like you can't pay everybody, but they are going to pay somebody. I guess they already paid Deron Payne, and they, but they might pay one more. It might be Jonathan Allen. I guess it, it could potentially be Chase Young, depending on how the rest of the year goes. But like, why? Like, yeah. I think Bears fans see it's like, oh, great, good young pass rusher that the Bears got. Well, there's a reason why the Commanders chose not to pay him. I, or how much of that is just that he was the one that maybe they could get the most for on the trade market versus the guy that yeah. maybe they didn't want to pay as much as other guys. Yeah, I think it's really just he's the most they could get the best return. You know, he's the one they could get the most return for, you know. And, and honestly, I'll tell you, the media circle here in D.C. is kind of split. Like half of us seem to think that Chase Young is legitimately potentially going to be traded. The other half believes there's no way they get rid of both Montez and Chase Young in the same season and then have to come back next year and, and potentially replace uh, both of them. Um, I'm kind of on the side that I think anything is possible, and I do like what James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, uh, the backup defensive ends for the Washington Commanders have brought to the field when they've gotten their opportunities. They're not elite by any means either, but I think they're serviceable replacements and, and certainly can play their role uh, that Washington has asked them to play over the years. So I really think that coming into this, basically the commanders were open to both guys, talking about both guys, and it was just kind of like which offer was going to blow them away sooner and really you know, just just kind of taking the temperature around the league. I mean, up up until about 24 hours before we hit Tuesday, so about Monday morning, really there have been no solid reports that anybody was really going after Chase Young. The Bears were the the team that were rumored to maybe be the most interested in Chase Young, but obviously, you know, they decided to go with Montez Sweat, and it depends on who you talk to. But most of us around here seem to think you were going to give more for Montez than you would for Chase. So it means the Bears chose to pay more to get what they think is uh, the better player, even if it's from a health and consistency standpoint. This episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by Game Time, the fastest and easiest way to get tickets for all of your favorite live events. Maybe you want to see new Chicago Bears defensive end Montez Sweat in person at Soldier Field. You're going to find the best prices on the Game Time app. As I'm looking at the app right now on my phone, you can get tickets for the next Bears home game against the Panthers on Thursday night. Tickets as low as $74. You can also get lower bowl tickets under $150 right now as well, plus all over the stadium. No matter where you pick your tickets, you can see your view from your seat. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL, and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem our code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Thanks to David Harrison from Locked On Commanders for his analysis there. Now, before we wrap up here, I do want to turn our attention to the trade that didn't happen. Of course, Jalen Johnson requested a trade from the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears granted Jalen Johnson permission to seek a trade, which is very careful language that s sets this situation up appropriately. And the Bears looked around, or I guess Jalen Johnson and his agent looked around. There was rumored interest from teams like the San Francisco 49ers, the Buffalo Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But ultimately, the trade deadline comes and goes, and Jalen Johnson remains a Chicago Bear. And so now the Bears are in a position where they'd still like to re-sign Jalen Johnson, still need to re-sign Montez Sweat, to a long-term contract, have the salary cap to do both. But I think it's interesting how things played out here because you can't help but wonder just how close they might have came to a deal. There was reporting that the Bears were essentially asking for a second-round pick, much like what they had asked for Roquan Smith last season. Certainly would have been a weird deja vu for them, the Bears, to then like 
repeat last year and trade away a second round pick for a guy and then get a second round pick trading away a guy at the deadline. But instead, they just do the away. I guess they just send away a pick and don't bring the pick back here. But now there's an opportunity to kind of reset negotiations with Jalen Johnson and try and work out a contract extension. Because you have to imagine when Jalen Johnson and his agent are going to teams trying to set up a trade and a deal, they're also talking about what that extension number might look like. They go to the Bills and say, hey, you know, would you want Jalen Johnson? And they say, yes. But what about the contract? What kind of numbers are you looking at? And so they kind of get a, a pre-free agency sense of like what that contract extension market might be, at least right now for Jalen Johnson. You know, the rest of the season, the rest of the free agent market would have a chance to change what that number might look like, of course. But like what teams are willing to pay Jalen Johnson now might inform what he should consider from the Chicago Bears and what he should consider as far as trying to enter the free agent market. But you can't help but look around a little bit and say like, hmm, a couple of those teams that we mentioned there did end up trading for other players. The San Francisco 49ers traded a third round pick for Chase Young. You wonder if perhaps that cut into what kind of compensation they'd be willing to give up for Jalen Johnson. Like, not that those are like, that those players obviously play different positions, but like, do the 49ers want to trade all their draft picks for a bunch of players or do they decide, okay, we're going to get one piece. Do we trade this for Johnson or the third for, for Chase Young? and ultimately decided to trade for Chase Young and then maybe not didn't want to give up additional capital to go get Jalen Johnson. Similar thing with the Buffalo Bills. They traded for Rasul Douglas, the cornerback from the Packers, at the trade deadline. They gave up a third-round pick for Douglas and a fifth. So I can't help but wonder, were the Bills talking to the Bears and the Packers and thought, okay, we give up a second for Jalen Johnson or a third for Douglas and get a fifth back and ultimately opt for Douglas, and maybe that lowered the trade value for the trade market a little bit for, for Jalen Johnson? You just wonder if... In an alternate reality, one of those teams trades for Jalen instead of one of those other guys. But instead, it's back to Poles versus Johnson and his agent in negotiations here. And I think it's important to kind of check in on the numbers again. Because we talked a little bit before last week on, on what the salary situation looks like at cornerback. But I think it's important, like, as we start to narrow down here, where, J- where Jalen Johnson fits on the cornerback market. A shout out to our friends at OverTheCap.com to see all the cornerback salaries. But you got guys at the top. Jari Alexander, Denzel Ward, Jalen Ramsey, all in the 20 plus million dollar year range. And then you got a few guys just over 19 in Marlon Humphreys, Trevon, Marlon Humphrey, excuse me, Trevon Diggs and Marshawn Lattimore, all at 19 and a half. And then you get this drop down to Xavier Howard at 18, Tredavious White at 17, JC Jackson at 16 and a half, and Carlton Davis at $15 million. And it feels like that's more the range we're negotiating at here. Like, I think the bears are down around that range, like in the 15 to 17 to 18, maybe million dollar range. And Jalen Johnson says, no, what about this 19 to $20 million range? And the bears say, no, 15 to $17 million range. And Jalen Johnson says, all right, then trade me to someone that will pay me. And the bears say, all right, go talk to them. See if they'll pay you 19, $20 million. And they go out and talk to them and maybe not. So now you come back to the table and you say, okay, Jalen, you talk to those teams, they weren't willing to trade for you and pay you. So now you kind of see where the market is. Maybe you, you can meet us a little bit closer to our number and maybe we'll we'll be willing to meet you a little closer to your number. And maybe this can kind of be the the time to like kind of reset here and get back on the same page, right? It's kind of kind of like being in a relationship and going on a break and then, you know, getting back together and seeing, you know, grass isn't always greener on the other side. And it's like, okay, maybe, maybe we can find a way to work this out. I think it's also just... It's good for the Bears, right? That you need to keep young players that are talented, that you know are talented, instead of moving on from them every time they're ready to get paid and try and replace them with younger players that you're not sure 
are they going to be as good as that player? I mean, it's the same conversation we just had about Montez Sweat. Like, you could trade Jalen Johnson and hope that Terrell Smith, for example, your young cornerback, becomes a good cornerback, like a Jalen Johnson. It's like, Jalen Johnson's Jalen Johnson, but Terrell Smith could be anything. He could be Jalen Johnson. You know how much we want one of those, right? It's like you might as well, when you've got the guy who's good, the sure thing in front of you, we know what Jalen Johnson is and isn't at this point. It's good to retain those players and take the sure thing and not rely on draft picks and free agency to always sort of churn over your roster. Obviously, we talked about Jalen Johnson's durability concerns. The injury history is is piling up year after year right now, and that makes me hesitant to pay him super top dollar. But at this point, if you don't trade him at the deadline, you got to find a way to get him on a a deal. I mean, either a franchise tag or a long-term contract extension because otherwise it would have been worthwhile getting some kind of draft pick compensation for him rather than lose him outright. So there's some hope that a deal might be able to come together here. And in the meantime, your Bears defense is just better, right? You add Montez Sweat, really important for that pass rush. You're not subtracting from your from your secondary that's already been injured a lot this season and has struggled on the back end. Like you have a possibility here to re-sign both of these guys and have them be, you know, longer term cornerstone type pieces in your defense, guys that are going to be here for three to five years that are entering their prime and you feel like can really be guys that you can rely on and start to, you know, build around them instead of replacing them and trying to find the next people to really start building around here. So I think you can be encouraged about how the Jalen Johnson situation ended up playing out. I think it was key here that the Bears were not shopping him. He was the one who was requested to trade. So the Bears are still interested in him. And, I, and you don't think you get as much of the same, like, locker room drama or break, right? It's, it's one thing if the Bears say, yes, we are trying to trade you, and then, oops, we failed to trade you, then it's kind of this awkward, hey, guys, yeah, sorry, we, we tried to trade you, but we, weren't, we didn't mean anything by it, you know, but no, this was, this was Jalen Johnson who requested to be traded. So the Bears can kind of raise their hands and go, hey, it wasn't us. We're happy to have him back. We were never trying to get rid of him. It was he who wanted to leave us. So, you know, if the the locker room can't get mad at Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus for trying to trade Jalen Johnson, because Jalen Johnson was the the one who was trying to get out of Chicago. So, like, it smooths, smooths things over a little bit more as well. And I think ultimately we can move forward now post deadline with this new look Chicago Bears defense and see what the future's going to hold for Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, who also make an effort to try and save their jobs with this trade deadline deal. That's another part of this that I don't think, it's an obvious thing that doesn't feel like it's getting acknowledged enough throughout this process. I'd love to hear what you think about the Montez sweat trade or the Jalen Johnson no trade. Leave us a comment here on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel, or you can tweet us at Lockdown Bears or post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. However you do it, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Really appreciate you making Locked On Bears your first listen today. Coming back tomorrow, as we'll have Crossover Thursday, we'll be joined by Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints to get the lowdown on what's going on in New Orleans this season. Then on Friday... We're going to talk to Matt Waldman from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio about Tyson Bagent, scouting Tyson Bagent and his development process and where he is as a young quarterback. It's a really fun, deep football nerd conversation coming for you on Friday. So come on back for that as well. And we'll recap the game on Monday and we'll do it all over again. So really appreciate you tuning in for this big trade deadline day. And I hope that with Montez Sweat now on your team, it's a little bit easier for you to bear down. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. 
But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0.